Dallas-Fort Worth. Production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday morning, and it is April 1st, 2022. Great to be with you on a Friday and every day here at the EWTN. Global Catholic Radio Network, we have a jam-packed show for you today. Looking forward to catching up with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer from EWTN. Every Friday, although we uh, didn't do it last week because I was out of the country, obviously, and Doug, of course, is a very busy man, but we do appreciate him joining us as often as he can, which usually is every week. Back with us again today, and we do a segment called Inside Word, the Inside Word, giving you a look at what's coming up in EWTM programming. So you can keep that in mind and make sure that you're, you know, setting your um, DVR. I think last time Doug was on, I said VCR, shows you how old I am. <laughs> but anyway, you can keep in touch with us and follow us online at the network for all the programming updates. But Doug gives us a little bit of an inside scoop so you can plan your days accordingly. And it's a Friday, so we're going to be getting back to Fact Check Friday. This morning I want to talk about how we are allowing ourselves maybe to be blinded by the media, by the culture, in terms of not realizing what the truth is. And I also want to talk a little bit about this in relationship to the first reading today from the Book of Wisdom, which is very appropriate, as always. It's a great, course, prophecy of our Lord and what happened to our Lord. But the fact that we are often very blinded and want to shut things out and treat people differently or very badly that may disagree with us. So we'll talk about that in Fact Check Friday and how the media uh, are responsible for a lot of, of, of what we're reacting to, actually. And then we're going to wrap up a Friday morning program with Monsignor Anthony Figueredo, International Relations uh, with the uh, Church in Assisi, who's working very, very strongly on this event involving the Relic of Blessed Carlo Acutis. And this is coming to the United States next week, and it's part of the upcoming Eucharistic revival in the United States. A holy relic, a piece of his heart, is being brought to New York and will be traveling around the country over the course of the three-year revival that's taking place in the United States. Now, this is just beautiful. I think it's going to be very powerful. I just had the opportunity, as you know, if you've been listening to the coverage we had on our pilgrimage, to actually finally visit the tomb of Blessed Carlo Acutis, and he is buried at St. Mary Major in Assisi. Many people think that he is buried either in St. Clair of Assisi, she was a patron saint of TV, and of course St. Francis, his basilica as well, two basilicas in uh, Assisi. But no, he is actually buried in the Church of St. Mary Major. Now why? Why was he buried there? Well, because that was a place where in front of that church, right where it was built, is where Francis turned his life completely over to God and stripped himself quite literally and spiritually uh, of his former life and decided that he was going to do what God was calling him to do, and that is to rebuild the church, right? So we'll talk about that with Monsignor Figueredo. That's coming up at 39 minutes past the hour. So let's look at our program for today. And it is a Friday, April 1st, 2022. Okay, we've got some uh, winter weather coming at us in certain parts of the country. And it's spring. Of course, that's really nothing new. It happens every year, especially in climates like ours up in Michigan. But you need to know about it because it could be problematic. Snow squalls are going to occur likely from the Great Lakes to the northeast, and that will happen today. 
and it will be taking place from the central Appalachians and lower Great Lakes into the interior portions of the northeast and mid-Atlantic. Now, these squalls, they say, will be brief, but very intense. And the snowfall that comes down so quickly, and here's why we need to be concerned, especially if you're out and about, they can rapidly reduce visibility and lead to dangerous driving conditions. So keep that in mind. Again, snow squalls likely during the day on Friday from the central Appalachians and lower Great Lakes into the interior portions of the northeast to mid-Atlantic. These brief but intense snowfalls can rapidly reduce visibility and cause a number of problems. So that's happening today. And then, of course, we're still reeling from all the storms that moved in through the week with the tornadoes and the thunderstorms, and many people are still struggling to regain power. And so there's been a lot of weather issues this week, so we just want to keep you updated on the latest developments. A lot of news to talk about this morning on a Friday, never a dull moment. Just about four minutes past the hour now. Let's get right into it and see what's happening in and around our world on a Friday morning. Well, the Biden administration has now declared its full support for allowing children and adolescents with gender dysphoria to undergo gender reassignment surgeries or use puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, despite unknowns and long-term side effects of such actions. The Christian Post is reporting in multiple documents released yesterday, which was observed by some as Transgender Day of Visibility, the Biden administration backing gender-affirming health care, or so it's called, for children. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Population Affairs releasing a document entitled Gender Affirming Care and Young People. The document listing top surgeries such as mastectomy and breast enhancements as well as other surgeries as gender affirming care. Now this statement comes as officials in Texas have denied administering puberty blocking drugs on children who question their gender as child abuse and experimental since the Food and Drug Administration has not approved such drugs for that purpose. The American College of Pediatricians, meanwhile, has long voiced its opposition to using puberty-blocking drugs on children with gender dysphoria, saying there's not a single long-term study to demonstrate the safety or efficacy of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries for transgender-believing youth. The Catholic bishops of Arizona this week expressing gratitude at the passage of a 15-week abortion ban in their state. The bill, which Republican Governor Doug Ducey signed into law earlier this week, prohibits abortions after 15 weeks except in medical emergencies affecting the life and health of the mother. The bishop stating that protecting life at this stage of development is important. Well before 15 weeks, they say, the preborn baby already takes on human form in all relevant aspects. The measure, though, is not currently enforceable because of the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in Roe v. Wade, but, as Catholic News Agency reports, could be allowed to come into effect depending on the outcome of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, in which the Supreme Court is considering a 15-week ban in Mississippi. And Catholics on the small Mediterranean island of Malta, as Joan mentioned yesterday, hoping a visit by Pope Francis will reinvigorate the faithful. The Holy Father will visit the Republic of Malta tomorrow and Sunday. Catholic roots there go back nearly 2,000 years. However, church attendance by Catholics has been declining in Malta. Over 85% of Malta's population is Catholic. In western Ukraine, six monasteries of the Greek Catholic Church sheltering hundreds of displaced Ukrainians fleeing the war. As Lydia O'Kane reports from Vatican News, those providing the care are also receiving some financial help as well, thanks to the Catholic Charity and Papal Foundation Aid to the Church in Need. Since the conflict in Ukraine began, 
Ukrainian Greek Catholic Basilian monks have been opening their doors to hundreds of people who have fled shelling and bombardments. The Basilian Order of St. Josephat, which has six monasteries, has now been given a financial lifeline of £57,000 from the charity Aid to the Church in Need, as they continue to shelter those who are suffering as a result of this war. The aid will go a long way to helping the monks meet the burden of rising electricity and water costs, as well as medicine for the sick. The Basilian's provincial house near Lviv in western Ukraine is caring for 150 women and children. It is very difficult. Our men stayed to fight and we left. I left with four children, says one woman, who has been given accommodation at the monastery. Speaking to ACN, she describes her fear and says she fled Kiev in order to protect her children. Her youngest is just two months old. We try to keep her as safe as we can, at least for now, she says. We had to leave our husbands and I came with my daughter-in-law, her baby and two teenagers. This is how it is. We never expected it. The IDPs who have arrived at the monastery are being allowed to stay for as long as they need. They are not looking to flee the country, but just want to return home when it is safe to do so. Meanwhile, Russian troops have left Chernobyl in Ukraine. Russian troops have begun to leave the Chernobyl nuclear site, which is still radioactive after the 1986 nuclear meltdown, after Russian troops began digging trenches into the contaminated soil and contaminating themselves. That's reporter Richard Engel explaining Russian troops took over the plant during the first week of the conflict. In other news, the Parkland mass shooter is set to face judgment. As Natalie Rodriguez reports, this is four years after the high school massacre. More than four years after the murders of 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, the sentencing phase will begin on the killer. Under Florida law, a decision to execute Nicolas Cruz will have to be a unanimous one. Starting Monday, prosecutors and defense attorneys will begin the process of selecting 12 jurors and 8 alternates to decide. It could be months before the actual sentencing comes down. Joe Biden is announcing plans to combat rising gas prices, but Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis is not exactly impressed with the plan to put an average of 1 million additional barrels of oil on the market each day from the nation's strategic petroleum reserve. You know, I see Biden, he's going to take out of the strategic petroleum reserve, you know, which is just kind of like a band-aid. You know, it's not going to make a sustained change in the trajectory of the price of energy. The releases would happen over the next six months. A Republican says a Biden administration begs for oil from Venezuela but refuses to utilize energy resources right here in our own country. Fire crews in Tennessee battling a wildfire burning near the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Evacuation orders are out for around 11,000 homes. The 3,700-acre blaze is burning not far from where country music legend Dolly Parton grew up. She posted to social media yesterday saying she's proud of the brave men and women who are working to contain the fire. Matt Madison tells us hospitalizations due to COVID are reaching a new low in the U.S. That's according to an analysis of Department of Health and Human Services data by NBC News. The number of hospitalizations dropped to less than 16,800 in March. The previous low was set in June 2021. The average number of hospitalizations through the pandemic has been 63,000 per day. Mental health among teens is seeing a steep decline, with one in five saying they've contemplated suicide. The CDC reports that more than 40% of teens say they feel persistently sad or hopeless. A deputy director for the CDC says the data echoes a cry for help, citing the COVID pandemic as one of the events that creates stress. 
A new survey showing saving for retirement is not a priority for most American adults. The latest financial wellness survey conducted by First National Bank of Omaha found just 17% listed retirement savings as their top financial priority. Just under half of those surveyed, adding they have less than $15,000 put away for retirement. Increasing non-retirement savings was said to be the top priority for 40% of Americans, while 30% said they want to pay off debt. A PricewaterhouseCoopers report recently found that about one-fourth of American adults don't have any retirement savings. And Scott Pringle tells us New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez is pushing the IRS to move quicker on a massive backlog of tax returns. CPA Andrea Diaz points out the IRS has millions of returns and adjustments that need manual processing, and the IRS most of the time is not returning calls to customers seeking help. All of this leaves taxpayers feeling frustrated and CPAs feeling powerless to help them. Taxpayers who don't have CPAs to advise them on what's happening are running scared. They are receiving notices that are wrong, saying that they owe thousands of dollars and that taxpayers can't get through to the IRS. U.S. Senator Bob Menendez says he wrote several letters to the IRS over recent months about poor customer service. Menendez is calling for an expanded overtime options for IRS staff, a delayed collection process, and faster processing of amended returns. The government expects you to pay your taxes on a timely basis when it's due, and the taxpayer should expect that the government issues its refunds on a timely basis when it's due. The IRS has been playing catch-up following agency closures earlier in the coronavirus pandemic. The producer of the Oscars says the Los Angeles Police Department was prepared to arrest Will Smith in an interview with ABC's Good Morning America. Will Packer saying the LAPD officers spoke to Chris Rock in Packer's office and laid out his options. He said the officers told Rock that Smith slapping him was considered battery and that they would go arrest him if Rock wished to press charges. Packer said Rock told the officers he was fine and did not wish to pursue charges at this time. And finding our new segment at 13 minutes past the hour, Scott Pringle tells us Jersey City is honoring the St. Peter's men's basketball team with a parade today for their remarkable performance in the NCAA tournament. Well, the basketball team, along with local bands and officials, will march along John F. Kennedy Boulevard starting at 2 p.m. There will be a large rally on campus following this parade, all to honor the 15th-seeded Peacocks, who gained national attention after knocking off second-seed Kentucky. And then they became the first-ever 15-seed to reach the Elite Eight. University President Eugene Cornaccia. I've gotten emails and letters from people in Australia, people in Italy, Japan. It's I'm, I'm astounded how far this reach has gone very cool story and i have uh, many cousins who went to st peter's in jersey city that's where i was born it is 14 minutes after the hour and we'll be right back another east coast person with roots out in the east coast doug keck will be joining us in just a minute he's our president and chief operating officer stay tuned this ave maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit cmf curo now is a great time to learn about CMF Curo as a pro-life Catholic health care option for your family. You can join any time throughout the year. Plus, you'll experience an authentic Catholic community that cares about your health, spirit, mind, and body. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. 
Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. When you see the world with Catholic eyes, you see God's hand at work in human history. You see the true, the good, and the beautiful. With a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville, you see the world as it truly is. This online program helps you see art, literature, theology, psychology, and more as occasions for grace. Find out more about the Master's in Catholic Studies at franciscan.edu slash mcs. That's franciscan.edu slash mcs. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically own shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. 16 minutes past the hour. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great Friday, April 1st, 2022. So much to talk about. Great programming as always on EWTN. And Doug Keck joins us on Friday, our President and Chief Operating Officer, to give us a little scoop. Hey, how'd you like that little disco intro there? Brings us back to our... I was going to say there, it was a little Motown <laughs> sound or something coming emanating there from Michigan. Woohoo! Right, exactly. I was almost at the car wash there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's old enough to remember that song? Well, apparently we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, good Absolutely. to talk to you again. Great to have you back on the program, and always look forward to your your Easter coverage. Or the, and I know, gosh, it's it's how many? We were talking like two weeks. Right, That's exactly. Crazy. Yeah, we're, we're we're moving up on it, but there's a lot before we get there. Before okay. we even get to Holy Week, we got the Pope. Is he's in Malta? We're yep. covering that tomorrow and Sunday. Go to ew10.com to find out the specific times uh, when we'd be covering those events. We've also got uh, the movie on Saint Giuseppe Mascotti, Doctor of the Poor. It'll be on tomorrow. Check that out. Uh, Sunday, a new program from Franciscan University presents how Christians can navigate the world's brokenness in uh, culture. Oh, boy. And, uh, <laughs> if that's uh, not timely, I don't know what is. Yeah, Mamma mia. And, uh, author Emily Stimson Chapman, you know her, uh, yep. will be on that program, of course. Next week, we got the Divine Plan Revisited. It's a three-part miniseries about the Cold War, Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul II. You look forward to that. Uh, good insights as well, timeliness with what's going on right now um, in, in Ukraine and, and in Europe itself. Mother Angelica live next week, preparation for Holy Week. Always great to get Mother's insights on these things. Uh, uh, Father Richard Holung, uh, a saint of our time, is going to be on with Jim and Joy next week. And um, Jonathan Rumi is going to be on with Father Mitch. Oh, um, wow. Of course, from The Chosen. Uh, and he'll be on next week with Father Mitch. So check out all this, EWTN.com. And don't forget about our on-demand platform where all these programs can be seen 24-7. Wow, that's exciting. So The the Chosen, I really think it's it's very powerful that we have a Catholic who plays Jesus in this movie that is really, really, I mean, the evangelicals that have been behind this that have been so strong in getting it out there. But I think it's beautiful that we have a Catholic playing the role of Jesus in the absolutely. very popular series. I, absolutely. You're so right. And, and what's disappointing sometimes, I have to say, is if we're realistic, the passion was pushed by the evangelicals. It wasn't pushed by the Catholics. Right. And, and even with The Chosen, this is something that came out of an evangelical effort. 
um, and, and not a Catholic effort. And what's great about it, I think, sometimes on the evangelical side, is they're willing to do things that are good and not necessarily great because getting the message out there is still important. And I think sometimes mm -hmm. Catholics, because we always want the best for God, sometimes if, it, if it's not going to be the passion, well, then we can't do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I do think that there, this, this whole thing with the chosen, I, I think what's great about it is it's reaching so many people in the, in the church and or and outside the church because of the way it's presented sometimes right. some people say well it's it's not biblically accurate enough i mean they don't take license with the actual story of jesus but they interpret things in terms of the way of life and things that may have happened but i do give think it gives people cause to pause and think about and, go, and 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 pick up the bible and read it well well i think this is the thing too i mean you've got to take everything in context right. uh, when you're watching a movie it's a movie um you know if you want the, the literal uh, interpretation of the King James Version or the Revised Standard Version. You know, there was a movie years ago called the Jesus Movie, which was the Gospel of Luke, the King James Version, word for word, exactly through it, you know, if you, depending on how you like that version. But let's just say that's exactly right. It's like we, as we know, sometimes we have discussions and people talk about this and that. And I said, well, you know, we, we, the question for us, it's like a, a Neil Opstadt or or those. It's it's to say there's nothing against the faith. Could it be said differently sometimes? Presented mm -hmm. slightly differently sometimes? Yes. But is there wrong anything wrong with the way it was presented? Not if you're a balanced Catholic who understands the faith. Otherwise, all we could do is read the catechism to people on television or on the radio right. to give it exactly what the church is teaching. And, of course, now Cardinal Marx says that's up for grabs, too. Yeah, and I think we have to realize that in this world today, and that may be hard for us to uh, want to wrap our heads around, but with so many people don't even know, Doug, and we're right. talking even people in, in whether it's Catholic or Protestant, don't even know the basic gospel message, the right, curriculum. Right. No, you're 100% right, and that's why everything needs to be, again, taking in what its goal is to accomplish. There are certain things that are done to tell exactly what the church teaches, exactly the way the church teaches. Other things are presented in a way to, for people to enter in and encounter the truth in a way that's not as uh, difficult for them to start to understand. It's why on EWTN we, we might have saints versus scoundrels with Ben Weicker having philosophical discussions, or we have Bob and Penny Lord, you know, visiting um, the shrine of uh, St. Peter or whatever, you know, kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Uh, so it's all different people approaching the faith from at different levels, with different perspectives, with different interests, just like there's the Divine Mercy devotion and there's people who love the rosary more. You know, you, the great insight of the church is that there's all of these different spiritualities that right. all wrap around the truth. And I think that that's a great point. And even on the last pilgrimage that, that I just came back from, there were people on the trip, most of whom I would say were, were really faithful, either converts or, or reverts or mm. you know, lifelong cradle Catholics who were strong enough, never lost their faith. But we also had some people who were coming along with relatives who were fallen away Catholics and were very interested in learning about the art and the history. Right. And I had a woman come up to me and she said to me, this has been all so overwhelming and so much fun, but so enlightening. And I'm looking at everything now differently through Absolutely. my Catholic faith. And she's, she was raised Catholic, but she fell away. Right. And, and every day she came up to me and she said, I never knew this about St. Francis. I never knew this about Padre Pio. I never knew this about the church. And, and so there are people right amongst us that are, are learning and are being exposed to things. And I think this is what we do so well. 
Absolutely, and that's the thing that you hear all the time when we hear in Catholic radio, we hear on, on television. For So many people say, I never heard this. Right. Nobody ever told me this. I'm so in love with my faith now. I understand things so much better than I did before. And especially in the, in the world we live in today where everything is up for grabs, people are looking for something to hang on to. And the right. thing you can hang on to is the truth. There actually is a thing called the truth. His name is Jesus Christ. And if you find him and you f find him, you'll find the church he founded. And through all his blemishes and whatever else might be wrong with the people running around in it, and sometimes running it at different levels, mm -hmm. it doesn't change that this is the church he founded. Right, right. And that's, I think, what, what should keep us all focused and what you do so well. Last point I wanted to make is that you just celebrated or marked the, the anniversary right. of Mother's passing. And that, well, I was at the Rome Bureau during my uh, my stay in Italy, and oh, they, had okay. a they have the beautiful picture of her in the office, and right. this beautiful bouquet of flowers. And six years already, Doug. Wow. Absolutely. It's amazing as, t as time moves on. And, and you know, uh, but, you know, Mother's more present at the network now than I think mm. she's been in a long time. I think uh, her programs are impacting people in, in languages all over the globe. You know, her her writings are out there more. And uh, so much of what she has said over the years is probably more prescient now than it was before. In fact, we're doing a show with uh, Father Joseph and I do a show called Answering the Call. Uh, Mother Angelica answering the call where we uh, kind of platform and, and present some of the great uh, phone calls Mother had over the years uh, from her live show on our radio show that airs on the weekend. So people want to get some more insights from the one and only Mother Angelica. Check out Mother Angelica answering the call. She always answered. Always had a response. Yeah, and I love the quote you have on the website. Many of them are fantastic, but this is among my favorite. You see, God expects his people to do the ridiculous so he can do the miraculous. Absolutely. Amen. Very similar to what uh, the great Fulton Sheen said. Amen. As well. Doug, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Good to chat with you again. Look forward to having you on next week. And folks, don't forget all this great information about the wonderful programming that we provide 24-7. Details at EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday coming up next. We'll be right back. It was years ago. Shouldn't I be over it now? Why does it feel like yesterday? The pain is still there. The guilt still haunts me. The sadness is overwhelming. I don't understand these bursts of anger. Are you suffering from a past abortion? We can help. Call 214-544-CARE. Don't worry, it's all confidential. I want to feel connected again. Sometimes... I'm just numb. It's just not getting any better. You don't need to hurt anymore. Begin the journey to healing today. Call 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. In these difficult times, pregnant mothers and their families are vulnerable and in urgent need of support. Project Gabriel stands in the gap, offering emotional, spiritual, and practical support to mothers in crisis. You can become a part of this beautiful ministry at Gabriel Angel Training on April 9th. 
For more information and to register, visit ProLifeDallas.org or call 972-267-5433. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. to EWTN and Catholic Connection on a Friday morning edition of the program. Almost 30 minutes past the hour, the first day of April, moving through spring and also Lent very, very quickly. I can't believe it's April already. Good to talk with you. Coming up after this segment of Fact Check Friday, we're going to be chatting with Monsignor Anthony Figueredo, and he's going to be talking to us about this beautiful event and series of events, actually, speaking of media, that will be taking place with someone who's considered a media saint, even though he's not canonized quite yet. He has been given the unofficial title of a saint of the Internet. This is involving a relic of Blessed Carlo Acutis, who passed away at the young age of 15 from leukemia, but before he died did so much using the Internet, using the media wisely, as the Church tells us to do, to spread the gospel message and especially to spread devotion to body, blood, soul, and divinity as in the Eucharist. And when you go to his tomb in Assisi, as I just did last week, you can see above his tomb there's all these beautiful engravings and carvings in the wall above his tomb, and there's an image of him sitting at the computer, and around his head are all those images of Facebook and Twitter, and it's just so neat to see. And one of the young priests that was with us says, boy, when's the last time you ever saw something with, with Twitter and Facebook above a tomb of a saint? And I thought, wow, a potential saint, right, because he's beatified but not canonized yet. But you get the picture. So this is, I think, really going to be something, and I think it's coming at a time when we need it so badly. There's so much craziness out there in the world, and people are obviously very upset and what we see culture-wise. So, boy, Carlo Acutis can really help us in terms of learning about how to do what we can to use the media wisely and to make sure that we are not being uh, overwhelmed by it or influenced by it in negative ways. So Monsignor Figueroa will be up right after this segment of Fact Check Friday. And I think it's really important given the overpowering influence of the media in so many different ways. Now one example of this uh, comes from an email I received this morning from a man who was very distraught over something he saw regarding Joe Biden president of the United States and his latest push for the transgender agenda and this man I've never heard from him before his name is Todd and he sent me this link and he simply said what am I supposed to do with this he is my president and he claims to be a devout Catholic I struggle to understand and he sent me an Instagram piece of the story that I read for you just a few minutes ago at the top of the hour regarding this uh, transgender visibility day yesterday and Biden coming out in full favor of transgender surgeries and puberty blockers and the whole package. Now, this isn't exactly anything new. He has talked about this. He talked about it during the election. He did an interview with George Stephanopoulos on ABC where a mom stood up and was talking about her eight-year-old, quote-unquote, transgender child. And Biden said, well, there shouldn't be any discrimination against an eight-year-old who wants to have a sex change operation. 
And he said other things in the past, and especially recently, as recently as I said as this week, endorsing, embracing ideas, ideologies that represent only a very, very small portion of our country and even within the Democratic Party. Now, what does this have to do with a Fact Check Friday? Well, I talk about on Fact Check Friday the media, how to use the media wisely, as I just said, but also helping us discern and stepping back and thinking about how the media may be impacting us. Now, what struck me very odd from this young man, he was very nice, uh, but obviously very distraught, is that he's most likely he must be either following me on Facebook or listening to us at some point because he reached out to me. So he must be aware of, I don't know if he's a regular listener or where he stands, but he's obviously listening or following us to some degree. I was discussing this with Al Cresta this morning and just baffled by this person's response that he's shocked by this. I struggled to understand, and I wrote him back. I said, with, with all due respect and with all sincerity, I'm struggling to understand why you're surprised by this. I mean, even so many members of the leftist media have been talking about the problem with Biden embracing this extremely progressive, I don't want to say I like that word, word progressive because it makes it seem like it's positive, but this extremely liberal and off-the-charts portion of the Democratic Party, which is a very small representation of where the party is. Now, their platform shows this, but there are people who claim to be Democrats who are a lot more moderate. I'm not talking about the politicians, such as Biden or Pelosi, but you know what I'm saying. People who still want to support the Democratic Party, who don't believe in everything that they stand for now. So you have, for example, James Carville, who helped to get Clinton elected twice who has been saying for months that Joe Biden and his party are going way, 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 way too far to the left, and that this is going to be disastrous when we get to the midterms in November and the next presidential election in two years. It has been all over the news in terms of Biden's support of abortion, On the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, he said he wanted to, once again, and this is not the first time he said this, he is going to do what he can to enshrine abortion in the Constitution. He has come out more than once, many times in support of transgender ideology, embracing it, you know, totally. And that was affirmed again yesterday. So this isn't exactly breaking news. During the election, he said many, many times, that he supported so-called same-sex marriage when he was the vice president. He even officiated at more than one so-called same-sex marriage ceremony. So my concern with this listener is why is he surprised? What sources, other than us, is he listening to that made him get to the point where he says he's struggling with this? And Biden claims to be a devout Catholic. Well, you can claim to be a lot of things, but actions speak louder than words. And my response to this person was, well, first of all, you need to pray. We need to pray for all of our leaders. But secondly, you need to think about to whom or what are you listening that brought you to this conclusion that has you baffled and surprised and struggling with the fact that he's embracing and promoting things that are in direct opposition to the Catholic faith. He's been doing that for decades, long before he was in the White House. 
And as of late, especially the last few years, the media are making no bones about it, and they're loving what he's doing with these extreme agendas. And then there are some, as I mentioned, for example, James Carville, even one of the new co-hosts of The View on ABC, spoke out and said he's going way, 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 way far to the left, similar to what Carville said, and that this is going to be problematic when it comes to the elections in November. And not just for, of course, the White House, in terms of you know getting their agenda done, but across the board at all levels of government. So we need to make sure that we are looking at the big picture, that we are not deceiving ourselves in thinking that because someone says he or she is a Catholic, I'm devout, that they automatically are. How are they putting that into practice? How are they defending the faith? And if they are in office, how are they making sure that they're putting their money where their mouth is? When you support abortion, when you support marriage outside of what the church teaches as between one man and one woman, when you support the mutilation of the human body in terms of surgeries and in terms of different identities against being male and female made in the image and likeness of God, you can say you're Catholic, but you know what? You're anything but. And we need to be aware of how the media may be influencing us. That's your Fact Check Friday for today. We'll be right back. Did you know that one in six men have been sexually abused? These men usually suffer in silence and struggle with feelings of shame, despair, anger, broken relationships, and more. If this is you or someone you know, take courage. Call us. This suffering can be brought to a healthy healing. Dawn of Mercy offers 10-week healing programs for men harmed by sexual abuse. A group for men in English starts April 27th. To find out more and to register for this healing group, call 469-613-3296 or email healing at dawnofmercy.org. Para Car Care is a proud sponsor of KATH 910AM. Here at Para Car Care, we are devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the Euless area, 817-685-2222. And for the North Richland Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at paracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at KTH 910 AM. Our recent spring share was a big success. The theme was Made for Mission. And as we often hear on Catholic Radio, if we are baptized, we are missionaries. And one way to share the gospel is to support this station through prayers, financial support, volunteering, telling your friends about the station. So many of you do this faithfully. And for that, we are very, very thankful. If you ever have any questions or concerns about the station, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Bert and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. 
John chapter 11, verses 21 to 26. This is the story of Lazarus. Lazarus has died. Lazarus is one of his best friends. Just before this passage, we hear the news that Martha and Mary send word to Jesus that the one you love is sick. And the next line in the scripture is, Now because Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was. His friend's in need. He can heal. They've seen him heal before. And yet somehow, because he loves him, he stays. And Lazarus dies. And then Jesus shows up three days later and is greeted by Martha and Mary, who confront him with the words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. Rather applicable for many of us in our lives. We ask the Lord to do one thing because we're certain it is what we think is best. When in fact, he has something which far surpasses what we ask for. Challenges in waiting for that to happen. We go through very trying times, which oftentimes makes us wonder, does he really care? Welcome back at The Connection on a Friday morning. Good to be with you. We are working on getting Monsignor Anthony Figueredo regarding the relic. Oh, he's here. Oh, yay. We're so worried we couldn't, afraid we weren't going to get a hold of him. But we're going to be chatting with Monsignor Anthony Figueredo about this beautiful event and a series of events that will be taking place across the United States involving Blessed Carlo Acutis. It's all part of leading up to this beautiful Eucharistic revival in the United States. A holy relic of Blessed Carlo's heart is being brought to New York and will travel to every diocese in the U.S. over the course of this three-year Eucharistic revival. Monsignor, it's always great to speak with you. Thank you for all you do for the church, and, and I'm so excited about this, oh my gosh, this relic coming to the U.S. Deacon Dom and I just had the opportunity leading a pilgrimage to actually pray at the tomb of Carlo Acutes in Assisi. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. It's wonderful. I'll be right here. Uh, in front of Carlo's body, in fact, very close to him, and we're very excited to bring Carlo to the United States. Well, tell us about what will happen next week, and this is going to be a a series of events, correct? It is. Basically, uh, we're bringing two big, uh, two two very big, important initiatives here. One is the Museum of Memory, which records the saving actions of the Church, uh, for our uh, brothers and sisters, Jewish brothers and sisters who were saved from the Holocaust in the Second World War. And the other is to bring up the part, a part of the pericardium, that's the membrane of Carlo Acutis, and hand it over officially to the bishops of the United States. So on Monday next week, we're going to have Mass at a large school in Long Island, 2,400 students going to carry the uh, pericardium there. And then that afternoon, we're going to go to the Brooklyn Diocese. We're going to have a youth rally, again, with the opportunity, a holy hour. You know, Carlo loved the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. He loved adoration. He said, sadness is the gaze turned towards oneself. Happiness is the gaze turned towards God, towards Jesus. And so uh, we're going to have the veneration of the relic in the midst of Eucharistic Adoration Monday evening in Brooklyn. And then again on Wednesday, we're going to have a high school rally in the Diocese of Brooklyn. Hundreds of youth are going to join us for that. And then the most important event, I think, is going to be on Thursday evening in the Bronx with Cardinal Dolan coming. And we're going to have a Mass at a Eucharistic parish in the Bronx. The Sisters Mother Teresa are there as well. And we're going to officially hand over the pericardium relic of Kaluakutis to the bishops of the United States, so every Catholic in the United States will have the opportunity to uh, ask 
Carlo to intercede for them in heaven. Wow. It's going to be fantastic. Sir. This is incredible. Wonderful. Yes, Monsignor, thanks for joining us. So appreciate it. Monsignor Anthony Figueredo joining us. What I think is, is, is so important is God's timing here. I was just reading a story this morning, Monsignor, that a new report came out from the Centers for Disease Control on the mental health of young people that it's in such great jeopardy that one in five say that they've considered suicide. So being that he is really such an example for young people, do you see God's timing working here in terms of helping young people understand what's most important in life? Your thoughts? Absolutely, Therese. You know, what amazed us in Assisi, we have fantastic saints in Assisi, you know, Francis, Claire, right. yeah, fantastic saints in the whole world. But why did the bishops choose Carlo? <laughs> this young man, born 1991, died 2006, the first millennial, blessed, and now he's going to travel to the United States because he's a sign of hope. He was a very normal child, uh, loved sports, loved hiking. He was kind of mischievous in many ways, but the center of his life was the Eucharist. You know, one of his phrases was, not I, but God, not I, by God. And having that axis mundi, having that point of reference, gave his life complete meaning and prepared him for those difficult times. You know, suddenly a galloping leukemia struck his body uh, when he was 15 years old, and his relationship, his personal relationship with Jesus helped him through a very difficult time in his life. That's what's going to be the main purpose of bringing Carlo to the United States in the midst of a world with such conflicting messages, in the midst of the world with such conflicting moral compasses uh, uh, these days, you know, with gender theory, with all kinds of strange, strange things coming out about the Eucharist as well. Uh, We're hearing the Eucharist can be given to anyone and everyone. Carlo would say, I need to be prepared. He said, the greatest thing we have to be afraid of, Teresa, he said, is sin, is sin. And so he went to confession every week. (laughs) And so he knew that one had to be prepared to receive the Eucharist. Because because it's a whole life, you know. I think that's what Carlo says to us. We've got to have a life of integrity. And so uh, that's the greatness of bringing Carlo to these young people in the United States and say, our life can be full. They can be happy, they can be full of meaning if we're attached to Jesus. Amen. And we can lead a good moral life with his help and with his grace. What I think very, is many miracles, Teresa, coming through Carlo, I assure you. Absolutely. One of the things I think is so beautiful is where he's actually buried, because when we think of Assisi, we most automatically, I think, think of, as you mentioned, St. Clair, Santa Chiara, and, and San Francesco, those two beautiful churches on, you know, on either end of the town, one up, one down. But he's buried at St. Mary Major, and there's a specific reason for that, why he's buried there. Can you explain? Absolutely. This is the very place where Francis went before the bishop and said, my father is God in heaven. My physical father, yes, he gave me everything. Now I'm making a choice. Not I, but God. I'm renouncing my worldly possessions because I want to do the will of God. I want to put my trust completely in God. So in this one place, Teresa, St. Mary Major, which we call now the Sanctuary of the Renunciation, because there Francis renounced his worldly life, We have a saint 800 years ago, St. Francis of Assisi, a great saint, and we now have a millennial blessed in the very same spot. 
So someone who's touched the world 800 years ago in magnificent ways, but someone who's very close to us today, and particularly close to young people. You know, Carlo was a genius with the Internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, he really, you know, the Eucharist in Miracles, he catalogued them. It, they'd gone to 100 universities in the United States. They traveled the world. But he used the goods of the world in, in a way that was really wonderful, uh, which was really wonderful. And so... Uh, that's what's really important. Teresa, I have to go off. I'm in the middle of a meeting. Sure. I want to just invite all of you to come to New York this week and to come to Assisi. And uh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic bringing a part of the heart of Carlo Acutis to the great United States of America. Monsignor, thank you so much for your time. And I'm sorry we missed you last week when we were in Italy, but you'll be coming back in the near future and we'll catch up with you. One last question before we let you go. But in terms of finding out information about where the relic will be in addition to next week, what's the best resource for folks? It's to come to the Diocese of the CC website. Just punch it in, Diocese of the CC website. It's all going to be there. Monsignor, thank you so much and appreciate all the great information. And we'll be in touch soon as we continue to cover this big story. I pray for you all in front of Carlo right now. Thank you so much. Monsignor Anthony Figueredo, who is actually in Assisi in front of the tomb of Carlo Acutis, talking to us about the relic that will be traveling throughout the United States, starting with the events in New York next week, as he mentioned. And you may know, if you've been following us on Catholic Connection, that we did stop and spent two days in Assisi and spent time in front of the tomb of Carlo Acutis. And when you visit his tomb, it's obvious of his love for the Eucharist. When you walk, actually, toward the church, you go down this this little alleyway and you see the Church of St. Mary Major, as Monsignor just said, where... Uh, St. Francis made that decision to shed uh, not only his clothes, but there's a symbol of his shedding his former life and dedicating himself to rebuilding God's church. When you come to the front of the church, you see this beautiful image, this uh, giant, um, I don't want to say poster, but cutout actually, life-size cutout of Carlo Acute standing next to a huge monstrance and pointing to it. And then you go in and you see the same thing next to his tomb. And above the tomb, there is the image of him in front of the computer with all the different signs of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those images that you see associated with those social media outlets. Then when you travel elsewhere in Italy, especially when you especially when you have the Eucharistic miracles, when you go to, for example, Lanciano, which is in Abruzzo, which is one of the first or the first Eucharistic miracles, when you go to the museum below, you learn about Carlo Acutes because as Monsignor said so beautifully, Carlo did so much to promote Eucharistic devotion and to catalog Eucharistic miracles. And at Lanciano, at the church there, underneath, there are a couple of quotes from Carlo Acutes. And let me share them with you before we wrap up. He said, among other things, Our destination must be what is infinite, not what is finite. Infinity is our homeland. We have been expected in heaven since time immemorial. He also said, All are born with their own originality, but many die as photocopies. To move toward this destination and to not die as photocopies, Carlos said that our compass must be the word of God against we must against which we must constantly measure ourselves. Extremely special means are required to reach a lofty destination, the sacraments and prayer. In particular, he always talked about, obviously, the sacrament of reconciliation, but, of course, also receiving the Eucharist and Eucharistic adoration. It's just so beautiful. He also talked about the Eucharist as his highway to heaven. He said after receiving his first communion at the age of seven, he did not want to miss daily mass attendance. 
He did not want to miss reciting the rosary every day. He would also always try to practice Eucharistic devotion, convinced that by standing before the Eucharist, Christ, we became holy. Standing before the Eucharistic Christ, we become holy. He would often ask himself, and this again is from the summary that is at Lanciano, he would often ask himself why we see mile-long queues or lines of people waiting for hours to go to a rock concert or a film, but we never see the same lines in front of the Eucharistic Christ. He said, people do not realize what they are missing. Otherwise, churches, he said, would be so full that you would not be able to get into them. In the Blessed Sacrament, he would repeat passionately, Christ is present in the same way he was 2,000 years ago, in the time of the apostles, that back then people had to travel constantly to see him. So think about that. All the people lining up to do this, that, the other thing, to get a pair of shoes or to get some other sale item to go see maybe a movie or go to a rock concert. But do we line up to see Jesus in the Eucharist at adoration? Do we get to Mass early? Do we say the rosary enough? These are all the tools that Carlo reminded us are so important on our pilgrimage on the way to heaven. We'll have more on these events coming up next week, but again, you can check out the Diocese of Assisi website, as Monsignor Anthony Figueredo said, but also we could continue right now to call on the intercession of Blessed Carlo Acutes, who is considered an unofficial title of Saint of the Internet. 53 minutes past the hour on a Friday. We'll be right back on Catholic Connection. Stay tuned. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. He was a doctor of the church and one of the most famous saints of all time. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. St. Augustine is honored for his immense contributions to theology, but he balanced his genius with humility. Once declared it was pride that changed angels into devils, it is humility that makes men as angels. He died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Location, location, location. These are the three most important factors in real estate. The same might be said for colleges. Trudging through snow to get to an 8 a.m. statistics class is a much different experience than breezing by a palm tree to the raucous applause of a laughing gull. With the average temperature of 84 degrees and wetland nature as your backdrop, it's no wonder students tend to stay once they visit our campus. Ave Maria University, your future location, location, location. Visit AveMaria.edu.
54 minutes past hour. Welcome back. Hope you're having a good day. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Ask for your prayers for Ave Maria. Next week, uh, we are be, we'll be entering into our Ave Maria radio pledge drive. Uh, I'll still be with you, of course, on the daily show, but before I get to you at 9 o'clock Eastern, I will be uh, asking folks to call in and support us with prayers and financial donations. And if you're a listener to Ave Maria radio or any of our affiliates to remember, as Father Mitch says and as Mother Angelica always reminded us to keep all of us, the network, and your close to now 500 affiliates, thank you, Jesus, across the country in your prayers and between your gas and electric bills. We can't do it without you. And you are our lifeline. And we do our best to keep you informed 24-7 in terms of the faith, what's happening in and outside of the church, so you can uh, discern properly and make your decisions as we all move through this pilgrimage together. But our membership drive is next week, Monday through Friday, and many of our affiliates around the country are also having drives. I believe I'm going to be uh, speaking with um, some other radio networks as well who are going to be working hard to raise money to keep themselves on the air. So just pray for that, if you would. Wishing you a beautiful weekend. We're going to be taking a deeper look at this whole transgender ideology issue starting on Monday especially with just what happened regarding the Biden administration yesterday. Be of good faith and good cheer. Let not your hearts be troubled. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Show your support for Catholic education. Casada High School in Fort Worth is hosting their 25th annual Gala and Auction, Noche de Gracias. The gala takes place on Tuesday, April 26th at Joe T. Garcia's Mexican Restaurant in Fort Worth. Enjoy great food, fellowship, and an impressive array of auction items. Proceeds provide critical funds to supplement tuition for students in need, improve academic programs, and provide much-needed technology and curriculum updates. To purchase tickets, call 817-769-6300. This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at babbage.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. 
Blessed be the great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 